boldness. Here is one of our very bold ministers. <laughs> 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 so love. Love, 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 love. It's love month for a lot of reasons, commercially, commercially, spiritually. It's love month. So I was thinking about that over the last few weeks and was wondering, what, well, what really is love? Like, what is bold love? What is really love? Is it a feeling? Is it a concept? Is it an action? So, of course, like everyone here, I went to the dictionary. Then I realized I don't have a dictionary anymore, so I went to the internet to dictionary.com, and as a noun, love means a profoundly tender, passionate affection for another person. That's good. A feeling of warm personal attachment as for a parent, a child, or a friend. Sexual passion or desire. Um, affectionate concern for the well-being of others, to love one's neighbor or one's country, a strong predilection or enthusiasm for liking things, a love of books, a love of theater, a love of our center. And then for you um, tennis enthusiasts, um, love is also a score of zero, <laughs> which I didn't like that one too much. It's also a verb, the word love. is also a verb, be in love, uh, to do something for love, which usually means you do it without compensation. Uh, to do something for love, meaning in consideration for the sake of something, like when somebody says, you know, your neighbor's a little loud, and you go, for God's sake, stop that noise, for the love of God. <laughs> love is also about enamoring something, and of course, like I mentioned before, love is also a verb of making love, the sexual activity that uh, you're not supposed to talk about. So we have romantic love, we have brotherly love, we have maternal love, we have puppy love, tough love, lusty love, we have love of country, we have all bold love, we have all kinds of love. Well, I'm here to say and tell you and announce that I am in love. Now, I'm not just talking about romantically, like, like I mentioned, though I am romantically in love. I'm also in love with my friends, my job, my ministry, my family. I'm in love with where I live. I'm in love with so Southern California. I'm in love with the taste of peach cobbler. <laughs> that peach cobbler that has that thick, doughy, chewy crust on the bottom and the, the crumbles on top, even though they'll be gluten-free crumbles. I'm in love with french fries, pumpkin pie, my favorite pie I'm in love with. I'm in love with that dense, rich, flourless chocolate cake, yeah? I'm in love with the smell of cut grass, freshly cut grass, a fireplace blazing. I'm in love with the air after a fresh rain, yeah? I'm in love with the sound of my cats purring laughter, especially from a baby. I'm in love with the music by WC. Anytime I hear music by WC, it's this love surrounding me. I'm in love with the sound of crickets at night, which we don't hear too often in Los Angeles, but being from Missouri, um, I grew up with crickets at night. And by the way, if you didn't know, the sound of 
that crickets mate, uh, make at night is a mating call. So they rub their whatever they have, and it's a mating call <laughs> for something. So, and that's very romantic and lusty at the same time. But, so I'm in love with all those wonderful things, and some of you might be able to relate to those or, or relate to something like that. But I also want to tell you that I am in love with the flu that I had a few weeks ago. I am in love with that extra load of work I had to do not only in the last few days here, but a few weeks ago I had an extra load of work and it was, there was, there was a lot and I still had to do the regular things too. But I'm in love with that. I'm in love with, and some of you have heard this story, the agita that I put myself through when I went to buy a new suit a few weeks ago, and I did end up buying that suit. Not only did I buy that suit, but I ended up buying a tuxedo, too, a Calvin Klein tuxedo. So I told that, uh, that um, lack consciousness that was temporarily in my brain to take a hike. Now, I do not like those events, the agita, the extra work, the flu especially, and I prefer to discontinue uh, demonstrating any kind of uh, manifestations like that, but I do love them. And I want to tell you why. Because it proves my power. It proves that never-ending, undeniable, unflappable, pure, non-judgmental, unconditional love of spirit. That love from God from divine source, from first cause, from the universe itself. I am in love and I am grateful for this ultimate love of that which I am, that energy that is soaring within me, through me, and around me, as well as you. And even though I may not like some of the choices that I have manifested or may manifest, I celebrate the glory and the divinity of that which I am. Because I have realized in doing so, I honor myself. I honor nature, and I dignify the creation and the creator that I am. As you've probably heard here many times, Reverend James says it all the time, I am the believer not the belief. And there is a joy and pride in not only knowing that, but receiving that and being that as the gift that it is. Because the most important love that we can have is love of self. Dr. Holmes defines love as the self-givingness of the spirit through the desire of life to express itself in terms of creation. It is a synonym for God, as Emerson says. It is a cosmic force whose sweep is irresistible and whose purity is undeniable. Now, some of the history around this love holiday that we celebrated last Friday, Valentine's Day, is not so pure. And I want to go through the story a little bit. Um, 
Valentine's Day was started by Pope Galatius in the 5th century, where he declared February 14th Valentine's Day, and it happened to be time to a pagan festival, surprise, surprise, which was the beginning of bird mating season. <laughs> in the 1400s, lovers <clears throat> started exchanging love poems. At least that's when they realized that that happened. And the first one that uh, historically was found was written by Charles, Duke of Orleans, who was captured in the Battle of Agincourt by King Henry V and thrown in the Tower of London. And he wrote this poem to his second wife. Not sure what happened to his first wife, but he wrote this to his second wife. And he says, Je suis de je de mort tant, ma très douce Valentine. Now, a rough translation of my extremely rough French is, I am already sick of love, my very gentle Valentine. Get me the hell out of this tower. Now, in 1840, Esther A. Howland began mass-producing Valentine's Day cards, and, of course, that's what we do now and what is done now by many, many companies. Now, most recently, I discovered, and very few people know this, but in 1920, in Loveland, Colorado, yes, there is a town called Loveland, Colorado, three giants of industry got together. Joyce Clyde Hall who was the president and the, uh, uh, the person who started the Hallmark Cards out of Kansas City, Missouri. Mary C., the famous candy maker here in Los Angeles, and a gentleman named John Valentine, yes, that was his real name, who started the Florists Transworld Delivery, FTD, in Downers Grove, Illinois. They got together to practice that art of American capitalist ingenuity by colluding to capture the Valentine's Day market. And that's why we believe that unless you do a combo, mostly men, of candy, cards, and flowers, you have ruined Valentine's Day. <laughs> now, I tell that story because I did flower, and I did Bacard or card my special loved one. I didn't bring her candy because she especially said not to because she's off sugar and gluten-free. But <clears throat> it's catching on. It's, it's all over. Um, I, I did bring her flowers, and I, I did bring her a lovely card, and we did yoga. Some of you might have seen that on my Facebook page. We, instead of going to an expensive restaurant and spending my money, um, <laughs> we went and did yoga, and uh, Saturday night we went and spent my money. Um, <laughs> Now, not only do I tell you this story because um, I gave flowers and cards to, um, to my girlfriend, Patty, but I also celebrated it myself, for myself, in gratitude, thanking the God in me, thanking the God in me for the love it has for me as it indwells in me, it gives me the love it gives me, the love that it gives me as it is in me, as me, for me, at all times. And that includes the junk that I bring into my life. I have learned to love what is disliked or uncomfortable and move through it. 
I do that, and I know I can do that because I know where the source and supply, source and substance of my supply comes from. I know where my power comes from and where it sits. I know that the junk in my life that is demonstrated in my life, the flu bothered by lack consciousness, whatever, extra work, all that kind of junk in my life is just old news. It's like reading the newspaper. It's like watching CNN anytime after 8 p.m. It is old news. And I sit in gratitude that I can know that that is old news, that I can live through that that is old news, and that I can walk through the knowledge that that is old news. Because I know I can place no limit on principle. I can place no limit on the power, the divine power that dwells within me, that dwells within all of you. The Upanishads, which is a Hindu text that um, <clears throat> kind of combines the ideas of Hinduism and Buddhism and, and Jainism, it says that boundless power, source of every power, manifesting itself as life, entering every heart, living there among the elements, that is self. And Pharrell Williams, he wrote this. It might seem crazy what I'm about to say. Sunshine, she's here. You can take a break. Because I'm happy. Clap along if you feel like a room without a roof. I'm happy. Clap along if you feel like happiness is the truth. Clap along if you know what happiness is to you. Clap along if you feel like that's what you want to do. Here comes bad news talking this and that. Well, give me all you got, bad news. Don't hold it back. But I should probably warn you, I'll be just fine. No offense to you, but don't waste your time. And here's why. My level's too high to bring me down. Can't nothing bring me down. Which reminds me of our monthly affirmation that we say every Sunday. Love is what I am. And I love all that I am. I love when I speak beautifully. And I love when something happens in my throat, like just now. When there's a dryness. I love both things. The one over here is probably a little more, um, I like a little more. <laughs> the one over here, I may not like so much, but I love them both. Because with that kind of love, of both the quote-unquote good and the quote-unquote bad, I have the key to the lock of the habitual negative thoughts room. And I can get out because I have the key. Walt Whitman said in the Song of the Open Road, from this hour, I ordain myself loosed of limits and imaginary lines, going where I list my own master, total and absolute. 
listening to others and considering well what they say, pausing, searching, receiving, contemplating, gently, but with undeniable will, divesting myself of the holds that would hold me, the reactions that would hold me, the reactions to the junk that can lock you in the room and put you in a vicious cycle of not getting your desires, of not receiving, of not being open to, of not manifesting what it is you want in your life. So how do we do that? In Psalm 27, 14, it says, Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and it shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And where does the Lord preside? And where do the, does the Lord reside? Inside. In your heart. In your mind. And in that inevitable, inevitable connection between your heart and mind, that matrix of your heart intelligence and your brain intelligence. This morning I was reading in the 365 Days uh, book that Dr. Holmes and uh, Dr. Ernest Holmes and Raymond Charles Barker wrote together, and in it it said, the secret of self-mastery is a simple one. It is the clear concept that creation begins and ends within the consciousness of the individual experiencing it. Mind is the only cause, and love is the only process. Your mind, your thoughts, your feelings, your beliefs, your perspective on the experiences that show up, on the experiences that you have brought into your life, that colors your future. So love it all. You don't have to like it all. Love it all. Exchange hate for love. Doubt and fear with faith. Lack for knowing you have the power. It is in you. It was given to you. It can never be taken away from you. As you do, then your perspective on the less desirable demonstrations of your power will evolve and take control over you less and less and less and less. I know I have the power to move through the old news, the junk, the conditions, the whatever you want to call that yucky stuff that shows up and create a happy, prosperous, vibrant life from this moment on. And that is what I choose to do. And nothing and no one can stop my God vibration. And nothing and no one can ever stop your God vibration. Who's joining me? Namaste. Namaste.